Hey y'all, welcome back to the NFL Heads Podcast. I'm Sid Kalyani here with Josh Shippen, and today we're going to be reviewing all the games from Week 10 of the NFL, starting with Thursday Night Football, the Ravens and the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins won this game 22-10, which is a complete surprise in my opinion because Baltimore coming into this game seemed like the heavy, heavy favorites. Yeah, they did, and I was really surprised when Baltimore was not only down in this game, but they stayed down for the whole game. Baltimore's MO has sort of been being down in games and then very easily getting back up, but this is the second time that they haven't been able to do that, the first time being against the Las Vegas Raiders in Week 1. Yeah, and it doesn't really help when Lamar Jackson only has 39 rushing yards and he's your lead rusher. Because usually this Baltimore offense is primarily heavy on the running game. That's how they win most of their games, is the running attack. Um, and that didn't happen today. No, it definitely didn't. Yeah. And then Tua uh, came in after Jacoby Brissett had a knee injury. Um, so I don't know the status on that yet. But Tua, he didn't look that bad but you know there were some throws that just it it didn't seem like he was throwing that hard it just they, they all seemed to come a bit flat he had a uh, one rushing touchdown and no passing touchdowns yes but you know no turnovers either so. yeah and we didn't have any turnovers from Brissett. yeah so that's good that's good um but but i don't know maybe this is what the dolphins needed you know to be a good team and you know probably pretty dominant win over this uh you know maybe they put Tua back in at starter if Brissett is out but I don't know I say you rest uh Tua just for like maybe a, a couple more weeks well if Brissett's available we don't know yeah. the severity of the injury at yeah. this point hopefully it's nothing too bad hopefully yeah they need their backup quarterback because yeah. their normal one gets injured all the time yes all right Let's move on to Sunday, starting with the Atlanta Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys, with Dallas winning 43-3. to Now, this, this Dallas team looks completely different than the team that played last week against the Broncos. Same with the Atlanta Falcons. I, I expected Atlanta to put up, put up like, part part of a fight, you know, in this game, and they uh, kind of didn't. Oh, definitely not the case. Um, Atlanta decided to actually put in Josh Rosen after Matt Ryan struggled, who um, put yeah, up yeah. an impressive stat line of one completion on six pass attempts for 14 yards. You hear that? 14. Woo! And an interception. And an interception. What a guy. And in all fairness, Matt Ryan was doing very poorly. 9 of 21, 117 yards and two picks. But that's no excuse to put Josh Rosen in the game. I do not want to see Josh Rosen play football. And also one person that we both like a lot, Cordero Patterson. He had sort of a struggle game, having only four carries for 25 yards and also one reception for 14 yards. Well, the- and he might miss Thursday night football with a sprained ankle as well. Yeah. Which means that they're starting a tandem of Mike Davis and Wayne Gallman. Ah, yes. The elite duo, the, the the best, the best third string running backs in the league last year. Yeah, and then you look at Dallas. Dak looked a lot better than he did last week. It just, I I knew that was an off week. That didn't look like them a lot. 
Um, you knew, but you don't care. <laughs> I, I didn't really care. <laughs> they still lost. That's all that matters. Uh, but yeah, C.D. Lamb played a lot better. The entire team overall just played a lot better. Um, their rushing game was kind of, you know, not what I was expecting out of this game, but, you know, it's still not that bad. The, oh, the Cowboys, right? Yes, Cowboys running game. Tony Pollard was definitely more of a factor today, and whenever Tony Pollard is more of a factor, that results in more wins. Yes. So, you, you know, the Falcons, I still think they have a chance of making it to the playoffs. <laughs> Partially. Four and five, and they're playing games like this? Dream on. The Cowboys, I'm pretty sure they're winning the division easily. Oh, yeah. Let's just hope they don't face the Packers in the playoffs. And we don't want another one of those things again. Well, I mean, if they face the Packers in the conference championship, they'll be completely fine. Just like all the other teams in the NFC that might face the Packers in the conference championship. Just hopefully not before that. Yeah. yeah if they yeah. face them before that, well, then that's, then, then they're that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next game. The New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans with Tennessee winning a close one, 23-21. Tennessee is now on a six-game winning streak. I thought that streak would have ended when Derrick Henry got hurt, but it looks like it's not. I this, mean, This is the Saints. Yes, I know, but yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I thought the Saints might have had a chance to win this one. You know, Trevor Simeon. Four touchdowns, no picks in his two starts. He's doing pretty good. Yeah. Trevor Simeon looked pretty, pretty good. Uh, Mark Ingram had a rushing touchdown also. Um, there were a lot of... For me, there there was a lot of uh, penalties, funny penalties, in my opinion, that I think were kind of weird, but... I don't think they really mattered. That's in every game, though. I mean, there's always penalty flags being thrown around by these refs every single game. Just ask Cassius Marsh. I'm sure he can tell you. Ah, yes. Um, well, Tennessee is now 8-2, and two, and they don't seem to be slowing down after Derrick Henry's injury. Well, they do a little bit. Here's an interesting stat for you. Aside from A.J. Brown's one jet sweep, they did not have a running back who eclipsed three yards per carry. That is true. Which is dreadful. Yeah, that is true. So, their running game has taken a big hit. Um, and so that means Ryan Tannehill has to step up. Yeah, which he's, I mean, he is doing rather well. They're getting, they're making Marcus Johnson a 100-yard receiver. A.J. Brown's getting some decent time. I mean, they are utilizing Dante Foreman, even if he's not playing particularly well. Yeah, um, so, you know, we'll have to see, maybe in the later games, if this Derrick Henry loss is affecting them, because right now, it kind of is but not entirely i would say it very much is i mean that this would have been more like a 43 10 or 43 21 game had derrick henry been in this game yeah i mean he's a powerhouse these ga- they, they'd be scoring a lot more points with derrick henry because it's very very difficult to stop that man if they can survive and maybe you get him back for the playoffs then maybe this isn't as bad as um as it was before. Yeah, but, you know, he's, they said he would be out 6 to 10 weeks. Um, so if it's closer to that 10-week period, they're going to have to figure out how to play a lot better without him. If it's closer to the 10-week, they're toast in the AFC. Yeah. They're going to get shredded. Yeah. 
Alright, let's move on to our next game, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis won this game 23-17. Jonathan Taylor went off in this game. What? Right. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. 21 carries, 116 rushing yards, one touchdown. He's going to be the leading rusher in the NFL now, partially because Derrick Henry is out, but, you know, Jonathan Taylor's been playing very, very well, and I like that out of him. Um... Watching an AFC South matchup is like watching a tree grow. That is very true. Nah, kind of one of the more boring divisions in football, in my opinion. It's either one of these lopsided matchups where it's like the Colts and the Jaguars or the like the, the Titans and the Texans, or you'll get this stinker that's like Jaguars-Texans that's just two really horrendous teams going against each other. And then you're just trying to see which one's worse. I mean, Colts-Titans could be intriguing, but not interesting. Um, the only one I would watch is Titans-Jaguars and watch Derrick Henry put up 200 rushing yards. Or probably still Adrian Peterson with that rushing defense. Oh, yes. You want to see Adrian Peterson look like Adrian Peterson? <laughs> put him against the Jaguars. Yes. Um, you know, besides this, uh, Carson Wentz, uh, Trevor Lawrence, for me, they seem to be a tad... Kind of around the same-ish. Nah. Um, I think Carson Wentz is playing at a much higher level than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, on, on this game. Uh, this game seemed to be a bit more even in the quarterback matchup. I guess. More like even, but... But, you know, the Indianapolis team is a lot better than this Jaguars team. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, um, what are your thoughts on the Colts having a chance making the playoffs? Do I want them there? No. Will they probably make it? Sure. Probably. They're, they'll probably squeeze into the last wild card spot. Yeah, maybe. Alright, well, let's move on to another game. The New England Patriots and the Cleveland Browns. You know what? I told you about this game, and I don't think you believed me. I did not believe you now. And now I am. I'm jumping on. You're fine. I I got you on the Patriots. You got me on the Patriots. Let's go! Usually, I wouldn't be on this Patriots team because usually it'd be Tom Brady, right? And they'd always just be winning. And now, it's Mac Jones, who is not Tom Brady. I mean, I'm sure they're at least a slightly more tolerable team to fans. I don't care whether they have Tom Brady or Mac Jones, frankly. I want to see the Patriots win. It's fun. It's fun to see them win again. Yes, just please don't put them in the Super Bowl. No, put them in the Super Bowl with the Bucks and the Pats. I want that. Give me that. That sounds interesting to me. I'm pretty sure, like, last week we talked about that. Like, if the Bucks and the Patriots made it, the only thing we're watching was the halftime show. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. <laughs> yeah, I changed my mind since then. Uh, I, had a, I, had a, I had a change of heart watching this game. Well, I don't have a change of heart. Okay, well... I mean, I still like want the problem. Patriots in the playoffs just to prove that Bill Belichick is a great coach. Like, and it wasn't all Tom Brady. Yeah, I want that too. And I want people to shut up about, oh, Belichick can't do anything without Brady. Shut up. You're yeah. wrong. The only thing, though, that I will not tolerate is people saying that Mac Jones has locked up the Rookie of the Year spot. Those, anyone tweeting that should be relieved of their duties. Look, 
we don't hate Mac Jones. Like, we, we both like Mac Jones. A lot. But on this podcast, we've made it clear. Jamar Chase is Rookie of the Year. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, Mac Jones has been only playing very well the past couple of weeks. And Jamar Chase has been slightly, and I mean slightly, declining in the past couple of weeks. And every NFL p- people in their head are like, Ah, Mac Jones is locked a spot in Rookie of the Year. No, have you seen the past past weeks? You know where Jamar Chase was going off? Yes. He's rookie of the year. It doesn't have to be a quarterback. Yeah, rookie. It really doesn't. Yeah. We can give an award to a player who isn't a quarterback. Like, please. I know it's a hard thing to swallow, but please, try to understand. Like, it's rookie of the year, not rookie of the past two weeks. Please. <laughs> Someone get that to be a shirt. Anyway. Yeah, Uh. well, you know, the Pats played amazing all around. Uh. Baker Mayfield was injured in this game. Um, I think the only good thing I could find was that Dearness Johnson had 99 rushing yards. Whatever Browns running back is starting, the Browns running back will do well. Yes. That's the only upside that I can find from this game. Yeah. Um, the Browns seem kind of disappointing this year after, you know, the. it kind of seems like the past two years they've been kind of disappointing. Where they've had this amazing mm. team, and people were saying, "Ah, oh, we're gonna make the playoffs," and uh, now they're five and five. Disappointing is all relative, because I feel like um, you're kind of a closet Browns fan, right? Yeah. Are you really disappointed this year, last year, the year before, compared to 2016, 2017, 2015? Within those years, there's like five combined wins. Yeah, that, that, that's true. So, they, I mean, if you're getting more wins in, in through the midpoint of one season than in a combined effort of three other seasons, then I would say that you're in a much better place as a franchise. Oh, yeah. This, this is right definitely now, a, a very much a step up. Yeah, this is a much better place. But, you know, um, it would be nice to win... Like or at least make the score less even instead of forty five to seven. Well, and there was a quarterback injury in this <laughs> yeah, game, and their true. running backs are out, and they don't have Odell, which is kind of their fault. I mean, I don't think Odell would have changed. I'm tired of people saying that. He wasn't that bad. He was kind of just an okay receiver, but an okay receiver is pretty valuable in this league. That's true. That's true. So. Whatever. Maybe. Whatever. We'll get to Odell later. Yes, we will. All right, now on to another AFC East team that put up 45 points, the Buffalo Bills against the New York Jets. Now, this is proof, people, that goats do indeed have off days, as we see in Mike White, (laughs) who had 24 for 44, 251 passing yards, and four picks. Um, This was his off day, you know, we all saw Manning have off days. We all saw Brady have off days. Um, so, you know. I mean, huh. So, I, I'm joking about Mike White being the GOAT. So, let's calm down a bit. But, uh, this this was his worst game by far. By a long shot. And I think it really speaks to the fact that the Jets just can't have nice things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well... You know, the Bills put up 45 points, but, you know, then again, they're playing the Jets. And as you said, you're still not convinced on them. 
I'm still not convinced on the Bills. Why are they letting 17 points escape out of this game to Joe freaking Flacco and Michael Carter, who rushed for 2.4 yards per carry today and looks like one of the most overhyped running backs in the league, and he's not even that hyped. And you lost against the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Well... The Bills are not a good team. They're not. And yeah. I'm tired of people saying that they are. I mean, we have, we'll have to see them. I mean, do they have any other competitive teams in the regular season? They have the Colts next week. They're the going to lose that one. Saints, Patriots on Monday night in three weeks. Yes. That'll be a good game. Then the Bucks right after. And then uh, Panthers, Patriots, Falcon, or Bills. Or sorry, Falcons after the second Patriots game and then the Jets. So, so that's three wins against the Panthers, Falcons, and Jets and a loss everywhere else. Maybe. No, that's what's going to happen. Well, you know, we'll have to see. 0 1, 0 2, 0 3, 0 4, 1 4, 1 5, 2 5, 3. Okay, they're going to go 3 5 and go 9 9 8. 9 8. I want to have them with a winning record. Well, you know, maybe. Let's see. Maybe. Who knows? They could possibly blow out the Patriots, you know? You mean the Patriots could blow out them? Both could happen. I mean, no, 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 no. Absolutely, in no way, shape, or form would that happen. The Patriots are a far superior team to the Bills, like leagues above. Well, we'll have to come back to this in three weeks. Our middle, uh, a middle school football team could put up forty-five points on the Jets' defense. Don't get fooled by this game. That's true. Yes, but I don't think they were the most. I don't think they were that bad this week. Like, they, they won, they put up 45 points, it's expected. They weren't bad against the Jets' defense. Hear that, everyone? Just like the 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 defenses that were really strong powerhouse defenses, like the, uh, oh, let's see, the Texans, the Dolphins, the Chiefs. Yeah, they're a really strong team. <laughs> All Stop right. giving this team credit. They don't deserve it. Yeah. But, you know, um, <laughs> well, you know, there, there's that. I don't think there's anything else to go on, except if Josh wants to rant more about the Bills. Nah. All right, let's move on to the most disappointing game of the week, the Detroit Lions and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Boo, Steelers, boo. Yeah. How is it that you don't win against the Lions? Well, it's because they gave up a rushing touchdown to Godwin Igwebui to Godwin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that changed everything. I mean, yeah, I understand, right? Big Ben wasn't there, but that doesn't mean that you can just tie the game. That's really pitiful. Oh, also, overtime? That was the worst overtime I've seen. And overtime rules, what is what is the deal? I, I mean, it didn't really affect this game too much except for the fact... Okay, I have two things to complain about. Number one, the overtime rules are dumb. Both teams should get a chance to score anyway. That's yeah. one of the worst rules, I think, in football. And what the, what the heck is with this stupid tie rule? Why can't we do the college football game way where we let the game run and there is one winner and one loser? I hate ties. Yeah, none of us like ties. And you look at all other sports, there there's not really a chance to tie. Like there there's an there's a winner. 
Alright? A clear winner and a clear loser. We don't do ties here. Look, mostly, in in the NFL, I would say that mostly they're kind of a step ahead of, of all the other professional sports, except for in this respect. Overtime is just so crappy in the NFL. Oh, yes. When it gets to extra time, the NFL is not really the best at it. Speaking of crappy, Mason Rudolph. Ah. Uh. What a joke. He might be my least favorite quarterback next to Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins. Ooh, that's a list you don't want to be on. <laughs> but he he's on the list more because he's also, he just seems like a bad human being based on the stuff he's done to Miles Garrett's and hmm. yeah. I'm, I mean... I'm just basing it off of that, but it would, I mean, yeah. that's a pretty bad thing. Uh, well, you know, they could always start Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, they could also lose the rest of their games. That's an idea that exists in in form. They could possibly. I mean, T.J. Watt also got injured in this game, um, so that's a very. Well, there's the season. That, that, that's a that's the biggest hit out of all because he was their best player, and you know, it's never great when you lose your best pass rusher. It's okay though. Like Najee Harris said, they've got hella Mexican fans. <laughs> oh yeah, that got a lot of fans. <laughs> he was over a hundred rushing yards, so you know he was probably the only good thing about this team. <laughs> and they got Mexican fans. <laughs> for and for all of you who don't get the reference, go on Twitter, go on ESPN Deportes, find that post game interview. I mean, yeah. Um, also on the like the only good thing I could see was the rushing rushing game. DeAndre Swift. 33 carries, 130 yards. Najee Harris, 26 carries, 105 yards. Probably the only good thing about this game, if there mm-hmm. were any good things. Yeah. I guess a good thing for Detroit is that they're technically not going 0-17. Oh, yeah, they're not losing every game. <sighs> so That's so dumb. Um, if they go 0-16-1, I'm still saying that they lost every game. I mean, there is that meme that star wars meme of you know padme and anakin um i'm not sure if you've seen it where it's like i love that template um it's like anakin saying this like i did this and padme was you know well it's still gonna be so and so right yeah so they replaced uh anakin with jared goff saying oh we finally didn't lose a game padme saying so you won right (laughs) so So you you won won, right (laughs) (laughs) um well you know it's better than the actually wait is this better than a loss no, it's not. Uh, that's what I It's said. just a stupid asterisk on a horrible season. Oh, uh, yes. It's like, oh, it, oh, you almost got it, but you couldn't beat Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Jared Goff? You could not go toe-to-toe with Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Well... Let's move on. <laughs> I'm okay to never talk about either of these teams ever again. They're uh, they're on my they are on my blacklist. You know what? Yep. I'm not saying the word Lions or Steelers for the rest of the season. Nice. What are you gonna call them then? The Blue Animals and the Steel Team. Alright. Well I'll make sure you keep that up. Yep. Alright, moving on to our next game. The Washington football team and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the GOAT is back. I don't know why Taylor... Shut up. up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why Taylor Heineke plays well against the Bucs. How about just make the the Washington schedule 
Bucks, on, bucks, 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 all bucks. Give them the bucks for 17 straight weeks, and then maybe they'll have a winning record. I mean, yeah, Brady had two first uh, first quarter picks. Very un-Brady-like. Of all the teams for Brady to perform poorly against, Washington, New Orleans? Well, it's really? a regular season. So you know. Yeah, and get that it's regular season Brady, but that's just so weird. I'm not worried in the slightest. I, mean, last... I think they're still like probably the front runners for the Super Bowl, but I mean, there's that's a... so weird. Yeah, regular season is completely completely different than playoff Brady. Oh, playoff Brady is yeah. We 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 all know how great playoff Brady is. Playoff Brady is like the H E B French bread of bread of quarterbacks. Yes. Um, For all the people that get that reference. Um, but one sad thing is that Chase Young is out for the season with an ACL injury. Um, I feel like the football gods are just trying so desperately hard to make football less interesting. I mean, TJ Watt, Ben Roethlisberger, they gave us the entire blue animal team. <laughs> uh, and now Chase Young. Um, and then, you know, there's another blue animal team that's supposedly Super Bowl favorites and just can't score more than No, seven. we can call them the Rams. Okay, the Rams. <laughs> they can't score they, more They're than... not on the blacklist. Okay. <laughs> Good to know, but they might be soon. No. I, don't, I don't know how they no. know. In my no, no, opinion. No, 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 no. But, you know, there's, there's this. Um, you have to tie Jared Goff to be on the blacklist. Yeah. And that's kind of hard to do. Yeah, it's very hard to do. I'm surprised that they accomplished it. Anyway, let's keep going. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on to our next game, we have the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. And if you didn't know, Superman is back. <sighs> Superman two. Cam Newton. I'm so tired of Cam Newton. Honestly. I. But I'm glad he's back. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's better than the alternative. Both of the alternatives, actually. Yeah. Cam had two touchdowns in this game with Carolina winning 34 to 10. And I'm also hearing rumors that they're starting to prepare him for to be the starting quarterback for next game. Thank goodness. What are you getting out of PJ Walker? Uh besides an interception. I mean, I don't know if they're thinking that he's going to be he's playing like he he was the XFL MVP, but I don't think he is. My goodness, this isn't the XFL. And I wish the Panthers would sign a real backup instead of saying, well, our quarterback was on the XFL. That's where he was. He was like, MVP. He was like, yeah, you got two MVPs on your roster for quarterbacks. How's that working out for you? Um, two, two MVPs and two top three overall picks are on the roster of the Carolina Panthers at quarterback. Nice. That's insane. <laughs> um... Uh, a good thing is that McCaffrey, thirteen carries, ninety-five rushing yards. Nah. I mean that. I mean he was close to a hundred. There's that. He's coming off an injury. This is nice to see. Yeah. If it's, I mean, I know it's not a hundred and hundred, but you know, at least he's getting there. I don't like it. I don't like Christian McCaffrey in a league where I don't also get Derrick Henry. Yeah, but you know, there's. Mostly, I just harbor a lot of resentment towards Christian McCaffrey because I feel like a lot of fantasy owners just decided that they were going to forget that there was an injury last year and pick Christian McCaffrey up anyway, and that's just a really poor decision. You know, Okay, for anyone who plays fantasy, never take players with injury history, extensive injury history, no matter how good they are. Yeah. 
Like, it really doesn't matter. If it's 2013, you don't take Peyton Manning. I mean... And and because you don't know what's coming. If that season plays out differently, Peyton Manning gets one sack and week one is out for the rest of the year. And, of course, you could say, oh, you say that about every other play. This is different. Peyton Manning was coming off of one of the most intense surgeries that a football player's had oh, in, yeah. like, a long, long time. Anyway, I don't want to get too um, bothered about Arizona, this. Arizona, they lost um, this game. Of course, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins weren't playing this game either. They're saying Murray is questionable to play next week. Um, I kind of hope he comes back because, uh, you know... Colt McCoy is starting to look like Colt McCoy again. This is quickly evolving into a problem. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we should, but... Nuke? That's all. Uh, Kyle, uh, please come back. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> For the love. Uh, oh, uh, one more thing I have on this game. Leading rusher behind James Conner is a human-operated uh, vessel named Eno Benjamin. Okay, that's all I have. <laughs> nice. Proceed. All right, moving on. To another game, we have the Minnesota Vikings and the Los Angeles Chargers. I told you about this one, too. Yeah, you did say this game was kind of going towards Minnesota. Um, Minnesota won this game 27-20. to I did not expect this. Uh, Kirk Cousins, almost 300 passing yards, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 24 carries, 94 yards, one touchdown. Justin Jefferson, nine receptions, 143 yards. They, uh, I don't know what happened to Herbert. Well, the problem for Herbert was that Kirk Cousins wasn't on national television uh, and had all of his weapons. Oh, I guess that's true. Actually, yeah, Dalvin Cook is still in the game. Did have all the weapons. Yeah. So there's that. They're four and f- Minnesota's four and five. Uh, the Chargers are five and four. What happened to Los Angeles? Yeah, they were so they were doing really really well. And- they were dominant. They had that week where they were toe-to-toe with the Browns for the whole game. 47-42. Oh, my gosh. They were explosive, and now they're just... Dog crap. They are bad. Sure. (laughs) Just kind of mini sparks now instead of the entire explosion. Yeah. They're they're only... They're blowing up, like, the the part of the third floor instead of the whole building. I mean, yeah. The... This is kind of nice to see the Chargers lose, but I, I like Herbert. Like, well, nice for you. I liked it when the Chargers were playing well. Yeah. I, I, mean, I thought I, Herbert was an MVP candidate for a while. I, mean, I also liked watching the Chargers play really, really well because it's the Chargers. Well, I, lo- I liked watching the Bills play really, really well, but then I realized they weren't. They were just playing the Texans and the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Well, if it was before this season and you played the Chiefs, then maybe. But this season, Chiefs is yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did okay this week. Well, let's move on to uh, the last couple of games. Well, first one being Philadelphia and Denver, with Philadelphia winning thirty to thirteen. Now, this team is completely different than the team that played the Cowboys last week. This this Broncos. This team. Broncos team. I don't know what happened. Um. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, what happened to Teddy? I uh, don't know what happened to Teddy. Sid, can you tell me the name of the leading receiver in this game? Ah, uh, Albert O. Okay, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, I think it's O, Okebanon. Okebanon. I think that's close enough. Okebanon. Whatever. Yeah. 
We just call Albert. Al- Albert. We, we call him Albert. Albert O. No, I, I just call him Albert. Albert. We're on a first name basis. All right. Um, but yeah, Teddy did not play that well. I don't know why Javante Williams only got eight carries. Like, why was there only eighteen carries? Why are we sharing the ball with Melvin Gordon this much? Yeah, Javante Williams is a good running back. Why do you give him only eight? carries. I mean, maybe they're just trying to break him in or something like that. But he I'm played not... really well last game. Yeah, I'm not so sure what the story is on this. Yeah. Like, please, give the ball more to Javante Williams. And Teddy. Teddy. So when the opponent has the ball, <laughs> oh you gotta God. learn to tackle. <laughs> you can't just stay around. <laughs> like, if he's on the other side of the field, I get it. But he was like a solid two centimeters away from you. I need you to, like, attempt to tackle. Please. That was the most contemptuous I've heard you sound towards a player in our league. I mean... In our NFL, Sid. We were in the red zone, and we could have made this a close game. And yeah, there was a fumble, but you could have stopped them at least. Yeah. Or attempt to stop them. Like, if he breaks the tackle, then I kind of understand that, because it's a quarterback. But you got to attempt it. Yeah. Teddy, not a good look. Come on, Teddy. Alright, uh, let's move on, Oh, the Eagles looked fine, too. Yeah, Eagles. Just for anyone who okay, cares. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to another game. We have the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. <sighs> this was an ugly game, even though Rodgers and Wilson both played. This game sucked. Yeah, Green Bay won 17-0, but this game was just really, really bad overall. So, Russell Wilson being back didn't make as much of a difference as I hoped or expected it to, which is real shame. Oh, yeah. Um, he was shut out for the first time in his career, you know, so that's a very bad thing. Um, I, I did expect Green Bay to play because I, I assumed that Seattle would rely more heavily on the running game because I don't think Russ was going to air it out as well as he used to. So I thought this was going to be a lot more dominant for the Packers, but... It's Aaron, okay. They gave Alex Collins the ball 10 times. That's true. Russ threw for 40 times only completed 20 of them 161 passing yards and two picks i think he'll be fine after a few weeks but man was this embarrassing for this yeah. first comeback this this i, I think or this come back yeah um but a very exciting news jamal adams has tied vince wilfork for interceptions with three vince wilfork vince wilfork has three interceptions he's retired homie jamal williams has three picks Sorry, what? <laughs> I Wait, I'm lost. Jamal Adams has as many interceptions as a retired player from five years ago? Indeed. Hey, how about the Packers offense, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Oh, you mean Vince Wilfork career? Yeah. Wait, Jamal Adams has three interceptions in his career? I believe so. That can't be right. There's no way that's right. I think that's what I saw somewhere. Here, that or I was being trolled. Here, stall while, while I find out. All right, well. Uh, no, you're right. It's three interceptions for his whole career. Oh, there we go. That is embarrassing. Cut Jamal. No, don't cut Jamal Adams. But for all those, you know, 12-year-olds that call him Blitzboy. Who's still calling him Blitzboy? A bunch of 12-year-olds, I will tell you that's that. That's embarrassing. It's, he's like... He's it, a hybrid safety. Jamal Adams in coverage is like Blake Bortles doing anything related to football. 
I mean, I could see that. Anyway. All right, well, let's move on to Sunday night. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders with Kansas City dominating this game 41-14. Mahomes, 35-50, of 50, 406 passing yards, five touchdowns. Yeah, this, this is the Chiefs' offense that we looked like. You know, nothing crazy. Playing the game of football the way it's supposed to be. Not doing any dumb no-look passes or weird sidearm angles. Dang. Normal passes. 406 yards and five touchdowns, Sid. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Well, I mean, you, you know what I mean. As in, like, no, no yeah, crazy yeah. passes. But that that's a crazy game for him. Uh, Travis, Travis Kelsey. Ah. Uh, I thought this was going to be more of the Travis Kelsey versus um, Darren Waller show. And uh, Darren Waller only had four catches. Well, he's been pretty quiet this year, and also Travis Kelsey's one of the best tight ends of all time. So just a couple things to take into account there. Yeah. Um, Derek Carr, uh, uh, but I don't know what happened. Well, I'm very surprised by this matchup. Because it seems like every time the Raiders have an advantage, they just sort of let it get taken from them. And every time the Chiefs are close to being out of contention, they make this, wait, we're still relevant plea, whether that's winning a simple game against the Giants or doing something like this against the Raiders or the Eagles. They just kind of pull these games out of nowhere. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. But it's good for Chiefs, I guess. They are now currently the number one seed in the AFC West. It's okay. Someone else will be that number one seed in like three weeks. Yeah, maybe. Oh my goodness. This I division mean, is so outrageously every team competitive. has at least five wins. Um, the bottom seed being Denver at five and five. Then Vegas at five and four. The Los Angeles at five, five and, four, and four. And the Chiefs at six and four. And I mean, the Raiders will... Excuse me. The Raiders will keep getting wins. I'm confident that the Chargers will still get some wins. Um, and the Broncos are in the division as well. Uh, well the Broncos we, play football in the AFC West. Uh, well, we have a bye week next week. So, yeah. I, I think. Or is it week 12? Well, let's see. You Go ahead and start on the next game, and I'll look right, up it, starting look it up, up for you. On our last game, we have Monday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams, with the 49ers winning their first home game in more than a year. Wait, re- oh, that's really embarrassing. After their hiatus. That is incredibly embarrassing, and you're right about the Broncos by week, by the way. All right. Well, this Rams team, they added Odell Beckham Jr., they added Von Miller. Everybody's saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. And they lose 31-10 to against the 49ers. Yeah, what the heck is this? Why is Matthew Stafford throwing so many picks over the last two weeks? I, I, I don't know, honestly. One thing that I will see is that Cooper Cup. 13 targets, 11 catches, 122 yards. Yeah, what was up? It's It was kind of a quiet day from Cooper Cup. That's not what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> the next leading receiver was a... Uh, Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. Vroom. Three catches. 54 Seven. yards. Like, Robert Woods is out with an ACL injury now, and I... Don't want this to be happen. But if anything, if Cooper Cup has to go out 
with some sort with anything then I've, I don't even want to think about that possibility yeah uh, yeah he's he's the reason Stafford is not is, is playing better than nah Stafford's okay. made some great throws that have been completely outside of cup I think it's but just cup. two really bad games in a row that are just uncharacteristic yeah. of this year's Stafford I, I'd really hope he gets back into it because the good Rams are a fun team to watch an outrageously fun team yeah but this all this 49ers team also looked pretty good like yeah they they looked really really good yeah I'm tired of the 49ers. They start Garoppolo. He has a good game. They start him for five more weeks. He starts to look like crap. He ends up on the injury list every week. They think about Trey Lance. He comes in for a few snaps. He throws an interception. He throws a touchdown. He looks fine. They start Garoppolo again to give him some more time. And they end their season 9-8. and eight. I really hope next year they start Trey Lance at quarterback. If Garoppolo is still on the roster next year, then the 49ers are also on my blacklist. Ah. Uh. And I will be referring to them as the team with numbers on their name next year. All right, all right. I can see that. (laughs) All right, well, that does it for a recap of Week 10. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, please consider following, writing a comment. We have our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Uh, We'll be back Thursday for a preview of Week 11. I'm Sid Kalyani here with Josh Shippen, and we'll see y'all later.